0: This show is brought to you by my generous Patreon supporters, who, despite being willing to part with their money to donate to this show, apparently are legally sane. So, if you want to be as awesome as Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head and Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, go to patreoncom out and sign up today. <laughs> Beginning on Data Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the mildly conflicted mildly adam higgins the odd dad out and this is a show where i share my little tales of of dadism and rants and rambles and i make fun of some weird news people and i tell you about a podcast that i think you should check out because sharing is caring and it's the holiday season right so i should everybody should be sharing more Woo! (laughs) how are you doing today I am currently waiting for an airplane to finish flying overhead. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the last show before Christmas. And so, totally not on purpose, but I just, you know how I've said in the past that if I do a theme for an episode, it just kind of falls into place that I don't plan for it, usually. Halloween, I plan for Um. The th- some of the stuff last month when they're like hey I'm going to talk about this today I, you know occasionally I do that but for the most part I don't plan this I don't have a theme ready to go well the Christmas thing just kind of fell in my lap and granted it's you know Christmas is a week away and, and as of release date this will be the day at like this time next week Christmas will be yesterday um but all that aside <laughs> I've mentioned in the past, we don't celebrate Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas because it just doesn't it's not our particular uh religious alignment. We celebrate Yule, which is basically when you take a look at where all of the big Christmas traditions come from, big tree, giving gifts, big meal, all that stuff. That actually comes from Yule. It's the the traditions are much older. They were just kind of co-opted and, and, and adapted uh by early christians and things like that they just kind of took their old traditions and and intermingled them don't need the history lesson but that's the that's the gist of it different day different meaning Blah 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 not here to give you a religious history lesson but the thing about that is that it's hard to explain stuff like that to my, my, our, my boys understand that. They understand we don't celebrate Christmas. They understand we celebrate Yule and it's a different thing. And we don't do certain things. But it also leaves them kind of left out because people will talk about, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that. And there's all these kind of general Christmas traditions that my boys never really get to take part in. So this year my wife decided she wanted to do something about it because it's it's less that we care about doing those things, but it's more about like our boys feeling left out when the kids at school are talking about, Hey, we, we did this and we go and we do that thing and we do this thing for Christmas and they have all these Christmas traditions. Well, we don't have those because it's just not what we do. So we kind of looked at it and more case of my wife looked at it and, and she decided, you know what, let's decorate cookies this year. We've never done that. Now I bake a ton of cookies every year. You listen to me long enough around, especially at this time of year, you know, I, I cook, I bake. If you listened last month, you not only got my entire Thanksgiving, you got my cranberry sauce and my Mac and cheese. You're welcome. but. um one of the things I always bake cookies around Christmas time is just kind of a tradition from when I was a kid. And my mom would bake a ton of, because we didn't have a lot of money and we had a lot of close friend neighbors. And it was back in the day when you were really close friends with your neighbors and everybody would exchange gifts. And so we would have our close friend neighbors and my mom would make these gift baskets. And so she'd make like cookies and little fruitcakes and different things. And we even exchanged gifts with the, the dogs in the neighborhood, you know, things like that. But you know, she would bake cookies, a ton of cookies. We'd make gingerbread men and chocolate chip cookies and oatmeal and all all of the cookies. You know, all of the the standards. But we'd always make gingerbread men and, you know, decorate them and we'd use red hots for buttons and, and things like that. You know, it's just what you did. and Get decorated. Well, I haven't done that since I was a kid as far as decorating. And nowadays, when you really think about it, people don't... I mean, they still do, but nowadays it's more like you buy a gingerbread house kit and make a gingerbread house and you decorate a gingerbread house and you decorate sugar cookies, neither of which I ever did. And it just wasn't what we did. We didn't decorate the sugar cookies. We decorated gingerbread men because... Okay, gingerbread is better cookie. Gingerbread is a superior cookie. Change my mind. Where's <laughs> my card table? Um, <laughs> but Brianna decided this year she wanted to do gingerbread houses because it's a it's a traditional thing that the boys could really enjoy and get into. And so we were decided, or she decided, we're going to decorate sugar cookies. And gingerbread houses and, you know, Pinterest the hell out of it and looked up and, okay, here's how you make royalizing and doing all of the things. And because, you know, sometimes making sugar cookie dough can be very dicey. We just went ahead and bought it, went ahead and bought the Pillsbury thing. And I will say we'd actually spent two weekends decorating cookies because the first time um, cookies flopped and they just kind of all melted together into a giant sheet cookie. It was a mess. And <laughs> so <laughs> that that the first cookie fail. Second time we went and just got the Pillsbury brick thingies that you just break apart and all that. Just did it. they came out all right. But we also got a couple of kits of the gingerbread villages, which are the little houses. And again with all the icing and the candies and all the stuff. And we did all that and we decorated gingerbread houses. The thing about if you've never done one of these gingerbread house kits is that, okay, first off you get your, all the walls. And and since we had the village, it was five different little gingerbread houses that all came and basically you'd have like one sheet with the entire house in all the different walls and shapes and roof and all that stuff. Well, you had to break it all apart carefully Rather than break it all apart and risk snapping a wall or whatever, I very meticulously, with my bread knife, sat there and sawed through all of these things to break them down so we had clean uh, cuts and things like that. Because the last thing you want to do is spend money on a gingerbread house kit and then snap a roof piece in half and, well, there goes that entire house. So that's what we did. But then we also had to very painstakingly assemble all of these the night before because again if you've never done this before they all have to be assembled and they have to dry and they have to set the frosting that you use to glue the houses together has to set like freaking concrete before you can really do anything with it otherwise it's going to be too soft and it's going to fall apart so we were up until 12 o'clock on saturday night and I work on Saturdays remember so we were up until after I got home on Saturday night we were up until midnight assembling 10 little houses because it wasn't just me my sister also came over with uh, some of her kids and was helping decorate stuff too and so we were assembling all these little houses which it's a lot harder than it looks and you look at some of them you're like oh I'm going to do this little one it looks really easy. It's just a little triangle thing. The triangle thing is the hardest freaking house to do. Because it doesn't have anything for support. <laughs> Secret. There's no support on the triangle house. It's the hardest one to put together. <laughs> anyway. We're doing all this. Just so that we can get everything ready for, for Sunday. To de- you know decorate all these things. And then Sunday we're baking sugar cookies and decorating houses and the boys are having a great time. And my sister came over and my sister actually used to have a a cupcake business. She loves cake decorating and cupcakes and she would do all like fancy cupcake things and decorations and, and yeah, all sorts of weird stuff. But she, she loves like cake decorating and, and cookies and things like that. She can't bake cookies to save her life really that's my that's my area of expertise i also can't do cupcakes the way she can so she can handle the cupcakes i will handle the cookies it works out fine but she can decorate her ass off and we also gifted her many years ago while she was had her cupcake business a the the big uh, the stand mixer um (laughs) i'm blanking the name but it's the, the big, the big stand mixer for you know. Did you? I'm gonna I'm gonna beat myself up. It's gonna drive me nuts until I can until I remember the name of the freaking thing. Uh, kitchen KitchenAid. Fuck there there, <laughs> kitchen Aid mixer. We got her the big fancy like high end KitchenAid mixer so that it just make her job in in cupcakes and all that easier. Well, that means. She has a much better equipment for building icing. So she actually went and made a ton of royal icing and brought it over for us to color and decorate cookies and houses and all that stuff. And we bought a bunch of extra candies and spent the afternoon, you know, having fun decorating houses. And then, you know, the cookies come out and we're do- and we're decorating cookies and I found it very funny that my niece who made... A gorgeous gingerbread house and went super crazy artsy decorating her her gingerbread house could not decorate a flat round cookie to save her life. <laughs> like huh, you just made the like Taj Mahal of gingerbread houses, you know, but you you can't decorate you can't like draw a tree or a Santa Claus or a leaf <laughs> on a cookie, okay. Whatever, just kind of funny. Versus me, who my gingerbread houses looked like crap, but I had some of the best Christmas tree designs and things like that. <laughs> it's like, it's like at snowman, they all nice. It's like Christmas tree, I'm gonna blend these colors and make this and this and this, blah, blah blah blah, and little ornaments. And I'm gonna draw. We had star uh candies to use, like star sprinkles. It's like no, screw the star sprinkles. I'm gonna painstakingly draw in royal icing, I'm going to draw the star at the top of my tree here on my, my cookie, things like that. I'm much better with I'm, I'm better at drawing and icing than I am at decorating. a. am also not that creative. Sorry. I'm not that creative. Um, I have lots of art skills. I don't have the creativity to do anything with it, but anyway, <laughs> but it was, it was a fun time and the boys enjoyed it. And we, we baked a lot of cookies and, I think we've got about, we've got, we've got a handful of them left only because it's one of those things where, yeah, you're not eating all the freaking cookies today. <laughs> that's, that's just it. You're not eating all the cookies today. So we've still got some and we've still got, we've still got all the gingerbread houses. And here's my thing with gingerbread houses is the reason why I'm, I am opposed to gingerbread houses. Go with me here. Do you eat a gingerbread house? Like you, actually. And and feel free to let me know <laughs> in the comments, in the show notes, on, on the Facebook page. Tweet me. Do you eat your gingerbread house? Because for me, it's just a stale cookie. It is stale cookie. You've covered it in in different icings. You've glued, you've like icing glued candy to it. And then it sits there. It's a display piece. I've never eaten I've eaten gingerbread cookies. I love gingerbread cookies. Ginger snaps are one of my favorite cookies. You know, of course behind very warm soft chocolate chip cookies. Mm. But incidentally, I did buy everything I need to make chocolate chip cookies. I'm probably going to be baking cookies on Sunday. But um, <laughs> I, I, I've i never eaten a gingerbread house and I, I fundamentally feel like you don't eat a gingerbread house you are just making food statues you're just building little food houses and it's kind of not worth it and yeah it's great and it's a fun experience and all but I'm like it, it's just you're throwing food away because I'm not going to eat that even if you sit it out and it's going to be stale cookie. And if you've bought the kits, then these cookie, you know, the the, the gingerbread pieces have been sitting there in a box for hell, who knows how long. But it's <laughs> they they sit there, and and you just have stale cookie. I don't want to eat the stale cookie. Never mind the fact that it doesn't smell at all like gingerbread. It basically just smells like graham cracker. So I'm like, this is weak ass gingerbread. I need some gingerbread that's gonna burn. <laughs> that's I like my uh, Trader Joe's triple ginger snaps. Those burn. <laughs> my boys just call them the spicy cookies. Yes. Yes. But you know, I, I just don't get I don't get gingerbread houses because of that. Because you're spending all this time decorating a food that you're not going to eat. I'm okay. I'm actually okay with decorating sugar cookies. I don't like sugar cookies. They're just kind of bland to me. I don't like sugar cookies. Sue me. That's not a hill I'm dying on. But (laughs) um, I just, I just, I'm not a fan of sugar cookies. Oh, well, it is a good decorating platform and you're going to eat it because you baked those fresh. You had to bake them fresh because really, are you going to buy plain sugar cookies that are of a size sufficient to decorate? No, you buy sugar cookies that are usually really small or they're pre-decorated. So yeah, if you're decorating cookies, you made them; they're fresh. If you're ma- if now if you made a gingerbread house because you made the gingerbread, maybe. But how long is it sitting out? Like the, the work involved in a gingerbread house, you make it to look at it. You don't make it to eat it. You make cookies to be like oh cute cookies, then you eat them. <laughs> you don't eat the gingerbread house. I'm not about to touch those gingerbread houses. My boys all want to eat them because they just understand it's a cookie covered in candy and frosting. I want to eat it. I have no desire to eat these things, and I don't think we're going to let the boys eat them. I don't know. This is a debate my wife and I have not had, but and I, I've explained this entire like fundamental. I don't agree with uh, gingerbread houses. I told her time and time again, let me bake gingerbread cookies. I all I have everything I need for to bake gingerbread. Let me go to the store and just buy some cookie cutters for little man figures or little whatever figures, buy a bunch of cookie cutters, and we'll just decorate gingerbread man. Fine. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Here's the thing, the, the complexity that is my wife. She hates ginger snaps. She won't eat them. I don't think she's ever actually eaten a ginger snap in her life to say that she hates them. Yet, she says she's never had gingerbread. She's interested in eating gingerbread. It's the same fucking thing! (laughs) It is the same thing! It is the same thing. It's the same thing. It's different thickness. Gingerbread is gingerbread is gingerbread. Ginger snap is just a thin crunchy gingerbread cookie. That's all it is. She's willing to eat gingerbread, but she won't let me make fresh gingerbread cookies. The hell. That is that I live with that complexity. I'm no better, but when I'm trying to make fresh gingerbread cookies and, and all this so we can decorate, I'm perfectly fine. Let's decorate gingerbread man. Draw little pants and hats and faces and get the red hots for the eyes because you're already eating a spicy cookie. You might as well add some cinnamon balls of fire to him as buttons fine i'm all for that no she doesn't want to do that she just wants to decorate sugar cookies because they like sugar cookies the boys like them she likes them i wanted gingerbread man i don't have time for that now i just don't i've i've you know, i i can make um chocolate chip cookies which i'm totally going to make chocolate chip cookies but I, and trust me, I'm nothing fancy. I totally just use the recipe on the back of the bag. But, yeah, I'm, I just don't get gingerbread houses. Again, I'm, I I understand sugar cookies as a decorating platform. I just don't want to eat the house. And I don't particularly care to eat the cookies. I'll decorate them. Here you go. You guys have all the cookies. Go for it. Not my thing. But. At least the boys got to have fun with it. <laughs> they had fun, right, and that's what it was about. It was about doing something for the boys that they could say, "Yeah, we got to decorate gingerbread houses and we got to decorate you know cookies and stuff too and you know, so what if my wife and my sister were decorating cookies with you know putting little uh wicked witch legs sticking out from under some of the gingerbread houses and and some of the cookies looked mysteriously like sock patterns and witchy patterns my My sister and my wife kind of have a thing for the Wizard of Oz totally not a general witch thing. It's a Wizard of Oz thing, <laughs> but you know we doing all that, having all that stuff you know but and and they got to have fun that again that is the biggest thing is that they got to do something they normally don't get to do because. It's just not our traditions. So they, we didn't want them to feel left out. So we did something to let them be included with and do stuff their other, their friends might be doing for the holidays. So, hey, they got to have fun. They all get to eat cookies. I'm going to go bake myself a shit ton of cookies this weekend because I want my cookies. <laughs> Pie season is over, guys. It is time for cookies. <laughs> and of course, I make a crap ton of cookies and end up taking them to work and everybody inhales my cookies. Because my cookies are just as good as my pie. Come on, it's fresh pie. Fresh cookies. They don't even have to be that good for everybody. It's better than store-bought. Anyway, enough about baking and decorating stuff. Uh, <laughs> I've got some more stuff with you today. I'm going to take a quick promo break. And I'll be right back with this week's recommended listening. Rewind from Gareth's Random Ramblings. Hey everybody, this is your best friend, Steven. And this is your best friend, Chris. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Is This Adulting? Every week, we sit down to talk about life, debate pointless topics, and most importantly, break the stigma on mental illness through opening up about our own struggles and how it affects us every day. Oh, and do you like games? We got those, two. What about guests from all your favorite podcasts? Ooh, like Justin from Generation Y, or Nina from Already Gone, or Hal Lublin from everything. Uh, And of course, you can't forget our special guest, Tom Bodette from those Motel 6 commercials. Okay, that last one might have been a stretch. Yeah, yeah, just like them. Uh, So, join us each Thursday as we attempt to navigate adulthood as overgrown man-children. And remember, kids, be happy, stay healthy, and go hug someone. Because you never know. They might just be the host of your new favorite podcast. (laughs) Recommended listening.
1: (laughs) Do you know what I hate, Bix? What's up? Movie trailers. Seriously, we go to the movies, we pay a shit ton of money to go and actually see the movie, and then I've got to wait 10 15 minutes to watch like 7 or 8 trailers for movies. Some of them I don't give a shit about, some of them I do, but I've seen them like 18 times on YouTube already. I don't want to see it, just play the goddamn movie! But isn't that what this is? What? Isn't this like a, you know, like a trailer for our podcast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, that we try and do every single week that you can find on Spreaker and iTunes? You know what? I love trailers. They're the best. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth.
0: And Bex. <laughs> I had to go that one. It's a running gag because the song was written before she joined the show and that was like five years ago <laughs> anyway gareth random ramblings i have talked about them before they are from new zealand they live in australia and that's not relevant other than that's how that's why they sound the way they sound <laughs> um, <laughs> they're really great friends they do their show normally they do their show In the Western Hemisphere, you would say it's Saturday uh, to them. It is Sunday morning. I think it's around 9 a.m. their local time. It's about 4 or 5 in the afternoon for me on Saturday. So I listen to them live while I'm uh, at work. And so I tend to chime in and, and talk a lot of crap. And it's really just them chatting and having weird conversations. And they'll sometimes talk about uh stuff going on and weird news stuff and weird trivia stuff. And one of the things they do is they literally have a book of of interesting or weird trivia. And they'll just go through and start uh they kind of play the uh interesting facts segment from way back in the day on Animaniacs. And so they'll play that and they'll they'll go through these interesting facts and fun stuff like that. Well you know, what does all this have to do with Christmas? That doesn't. That's the regular show. For a while now, they've been doing the 12 Days of Podcasts and kind of along the 12 Days of Christmas. So for the 12 Days of Christmas, they are doing an episode a day on a smaller scale from what I did last month. But in their case, it's all Christmas themed. the The funny part about this is, Bex loves Christmas. This is her favorite time of year. She's all about the decorating and the, and the trees and the presents and the, and the the Christmas carols and the cookies and all the stuff. She's all about all of the, the Christmas stuff. Gareth hates Christmas. <laughs> but this is her time of year and this is basically the point where she takes control of the show. It might as well be Bex's happy Christmas special for two weeks. But for the 12 days of podcast, there are 12 days of Christmas in the past. They've done like music lists and Christmas carol lists. this year. They're again, they're doing a show a day, which in my time, it, they, they usually go live and they're still doing live. You, if, if possible, they're going live uh, because you know, jobs, but when they are going, there's about 1am my time here in Phoenix and I have no clue what time it is to them. I can't do the math right now, but um, it's it's been funny because they're in they're doing it completely clean. They're like, this is the time of year where like any other time there's a there's a I don't know why they do it, but they put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, the bad language and all this stuff. And I don't know why they don't. I, I told them it's like, why do you guys do that? You don't have to do it. But normally there's a disclaimer for language well not during the christmas shows they do it completely clean and family friendly and they're doing christmas trivia and and games and they do actually make it a point because the idea is they want them to be family friendly and fun during the christmas episodes they're family friendly and they want kids to be able to listen especially because they have a lot of nieces and nephews and and things like that that don't normally get to listen to their show well here Uncle Gareth and Auntie Bex get are going to talk about Christmas stuff and they're going to talk about Santa. So they're doing Christmas trivia and Christmas games. But it's <laughs> it's gotten really close a couple of times. They're not allowed to point out that Santa isn't real. They have to they may it's a kind of a rule she's put in there. There is like I think one of the they were playing a game about like, you know, your personal experiences I think with how kind of played out with uh, Christmas stuff or like kind of a, would you rather or something like that? And I think one of them was, what was the, a- I think one of the questions at one point was how old were you when you found out Santa wasn't real? And I have to assume that was the question because he started reading. He was like, how old? Oh, nope, nope. I'm not, can't read that one. Can't read that one. <laughs> like, nope, can't do that one. I was like, and, and any time those start coming Bex catches them really fast She's like, hey, no, 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 no! Watch out for the kids. That's <laughs> great, but all the Christmas games and Christmas fun, and their every day, big kind of playing back to what they used to do with Christmas music and things like that. This time, every day ends with them singing a Christmas song, pre-recorded, of course, because man, if because they do the show live, typically. So if they had to do that live, that would just be risky. That would be very difficult to pull off. Especially like just mixing live audio. No, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. So it's pre-recorded. And a couple of the episodes in general have to be pre-recorded again because jobs. But it's been really fun to listen to Gareth having to sing all of these Christmas carols because he doesn't like them. And it's it's, again, Bex is in control right now. <laughs> this is Bex's Christmas holiday spectacular, and, <laughs> and and Gareth is along for the ride, and she's making him sing. And she's done some songs too, but they're doing different uh, Christmas songs. He's done "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch." Uh, "I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas." Um, I'm, I'm blanking. It was just like the first two days. I'm blanking out the rest of them they're about halfway through right now um but absolutely you need to go check them out because it's just fun and it's it's good clean fun from a pair that are normally a lot of auger humor not a lot of 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 profanity uh filled shots at each other but it's fun but this time they're keeping it clean it's family friendly and you can hear uh, Gareth uh Do questionable quality covers of some classic Christmas carols. Um, (laughs) Some are good. Some are not so good. What can you say? Not everybody can sing everything. And of course, there's stuff with Bex and Bex can sing. So those play out much better. (laughs) But you should just just check it out. If you really want something fun to listen to with your kids, maybe. I don't know. Check them out. And, of course, they are at, contrary to what the little promo said, they are now at com because they finally were able to buy that one. I need to tell them to update that thing, man. Really. Not that I don't need to update my stuff. But check them out. It's it's just a fun show. Random Ramblings.com. They're 12 days of of podcasts, all their fun Christmas stuff. And, like I said, they're about halfway through, but they're doing these shorter because they're doing so many of them. They're not the full. Length. They're usually at 20, 30 minutes max at this point. Give them a listen, check them out, and tell them that I sent you. Why the hell not? I'm going to jump back with one more quick promo, and I will be back with the crown jewel of every episode, the Jackass of the Week. It's a mum.
1: Hello, mum.
0: And a daughter. Hello,
1: Stacey. Just
0: telling it like they think they
1: oughta. I'd love to meet a pirate. Raft giraffe. Raft giraffe. Melodic sound of the flute. <laughs> They'll make you pay your pants when you laugh. Wet and magazine. Funny chat. Comedy bronze. Sketchy facts. Dog monk. And advice from
0: a very wonky cat. Kipper. <laughs> Rough Giraffe. Sometimes sober. Rough Giraffe.
1: Cheese maggots
0: On Podbean and Apple Podcasts.
1: If you like hilarious chat and poorly researched facts, then Rough
0: Giraffe is for you. You can follow us on Twitter at Rough Giraffe Pod or find us on Facebook. You can download and subscribe to the show on your favourite podcatcher.
1: It's not like they don't know what they're getting. Bullshit from the News.
0: So it's time. It's that time. <laughs> so rather than a single news story this week, I'm going after something that yeah, maybe a little uh, controversial. Controversial to some people. Other people, it's like a yes. In the face, punch him. Uh, <laughs> the jackass of the week is going to Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite. <laughs> and the reason for this it basically amounts to okay, fuck Fortnite's annoying as hell. I'm it's not my 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 style of game whatever. It's just annoying and the the way that it's completely just taken over everything and that everybody is all about the fucking Fortnite. Yeah, fine. That's just annoying. So many other things are annoying like that. Pokemon Go for example. But no. This is actually because they are getting their asses sued by multiple people for one of the most signature things in the game. Some of the, the things that they are that people are you get the most attention for. Because really, people you're not this game's not getting attention for the gameplay it's getting attention for the dances all of the celebratory dances and all the other shit i have no clue what the what function they serve in the game again don't play it it's not my thing but in the game there are a bunch of dances that you can do with your character for whatever the fuck reason well just about every single dance in the game was ripped off from somebody else usually celebrities so including the uh, you'll see every freaking kid that's out there that really kid you shouldn't be playing Fortnite. but every kid out there they're flossing you know the that stupid dance they're flossing they're they're doing let's say let's i'm gonna run down the list of lawsuits so there are currently three lawsuits going on (laughs) including, uh, you know, that backpack kid, uh, his name Russell Horning. He was, he was, he did that performance that was the VMAs or SNL or whatever it was with Katy Perry. And like, yeah, the kid who he got famous, he didn't create it, but basically he got famous over the floss with that stupid arm swingy shit that I can't keep my damn boys from doing. But, yeah, this kid basically made that particular dance move famous. Well, they're suing because they didn't ask his permission. Now, whether or not he owns the dance is a whole other legal question. They're suing, along with uh, rapper Two Millie, who apparently he has a signature dance, and apparently they talked to him and and they were like, "Oh yeah, sure, whatever," and he said, "Okay, you can." Use my thing, whatever. And then Alfonso Ribeiro, Carlton Banks, doing the dance, the Carlton, (laughs) which he created. The one that's not suing them, but has kind of been really pissed about their inclusion, Donald Faison. If you remember him, he was in Clueless. He was also a Turk in Scrubs, which is more relevant. There is a dance segment from an episode of Scrubs that he did that he they use multiple times it's basically turk's signature dance which he created is in the game now it's one thing to rip off the dances it's completely different to make you have to pay for them in order to get these features and things you have to buy them it's it's extra content so they're literally making money off of these dances that they ripped off from these other people they didn't ask for the most part. And I think with the two milli, I think he said, oh, yeah, you can use it. And then they found out, oh, no, you're selling it. You are literally making money off this thing. If you're just going to throw it in as like a, a throwaway thing, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a celebration dance that that happens. Sure, whatever. But no, you're not going to go out selling it. You're not going to make money off of it because that's not the point. It's like, oh, it's fun. Oh, no, y'all are selling my shit. Nah, screw you guys. So that's where that kind of took a turn. And so, yeah, that and of course, there is the big legal issue of none of them own a copyright to the dance, which is very hard to do a, a dance number, a dance routine. You can copyright. And I think Alfonso Ribeiro probably has the strongest case because that is a dance he developed that, yeah, it's been done by other people. It's always credited to him. It is a signature dance of his Nobody else did that before him. Um, I don't know about two milli. I can definitely speak to Donald Faison. They done ripped his shit off. He should be suing more him and Alfonso have the strongest cases, I feel like. I don't again, I don't know the two Milly thing. The the flossing thing, people all over the internet pointed out, he didn't create this dance. He just made it famous. Fair enough. Maybe he doesn't. And he has performed and done like Fortnite tournaments and things like that. I think this is just kind of a cash grab in their case. They're like, they jumped onto the lawsuits already going on. But either way, you know, Epic games ripped off a bunch of people's stuff. And now they're, it's kind of coming back to bite them. And it's like, and I realized this is a case of, you know, they, they got really big and really popular. And so these people are coming after them. But at the same time, I like, and if they if they never got famous and the, the game never got popular, they probably wouldn't be in trouble. But it is, you know, as much a case of you guys are making money selling our thing without permission. So stop it or pay us. And that's it. But and that's perfectly fair. And they didn't ask. That's the biggest thing. And it probably just goes to just playing. They're probably just going to play dumb. We didn't know we needed to. It's a dance. We didn't realize. And we didn't realize that they, did you have any sort of claim to this, which is a valid claim. Absolutely. I would not have thought necessarily that Alfonso Rivero or Donald Faison or Backpack Kid or whoever own necessarily the dance. Didn't know you could own a dance. Still don't know if you can technically own a dance. Copyright it, trademark it, whatever. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. I don't know. That's for copyright lawyers and the judges and all the people in these these lawsuits to hammer out. But it just kind of looks shitty on their part because they literally went and ripped these people off. And yeah, these are iconic dances. That's the thing. These are things that people will identify. And guess what? You see somebody do that. You know, that's the Carlton. Nobody else will ever say anything. That is the Carlton period. You look at the dance Turk does. That's his dance. There is a video that circulate that's kind of circulating on all the social medias where it is literally a clip of him doing that dance on scrubs. And then a, a figure from Fortnite doing that exact exact dance timing dead on it's like they just screen-capped him and and like painted and and painted over the figure. That's how dead on that is. Like you guys ripped them off. Period. That's just it. They ripped these people off. Now whether or not they owe them money, they at least owed them the, uh, the decency of asking. Finding out, "Hey, do they own this thing do we need to get permission from somebody because this existed in a thing and it's a it's a unique thing to this person don't be a dick ask permission which makes me think of a whole other thing that an argument that spun off of an article in in pod news the other day that turned into a whole big uh (laughs) argument over stuff but that's the tale for a not here (laughs) If you care to know, you can hit me up on the social medias. uh, You know, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, all that jazz. But that is going to do it for me for this week. Remember, you can catch the links to all of the recommended listening features at odddeadoutpodcast.com. All the show notes, past episodes, and links to subscribe to the show. And you know what? If you want to be really cool, I don't care if you give me ratings or reviews on an Apple podcast or whatever you do. That doesn't really matter to me. But what I would really love to be really awesome, share the show with your friends. Share it on all the social medias. Be awesome because you are awesome. If you've made it this far and you listen to me rambling, you are awesome. Share the show with your friends. Uh, Tell people about it. Help me grow here because there's only so much I can do. You have a much bigger voice than I do. Trust me. <laughs> Be awesome. Share. Subscribe to the show. Get your friends to subscribe to the show. I'm going to change things up a little bit. I'm going to send you out today with a little number from Gareth. I told you they're singing every, every week. So I'm going to send you off with Gareth Thomas doing his version of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> so until next week, I'm Adam Higgins, The God Dad, out. Thank you, and good night.
1: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a hero. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. How long is this song? You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sorts. Your heart's an empty tomato splot and a moldy purple spot, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and tonsil sandwich with arsenic salt. nauseate me Mr. Grinch with a nauseous super snozz you're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse Mr. Grinch your soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of rubbish imaginable mangled up Entangled Up no You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch You're a nasty, wasty skunk Your heart is full of unwashed socks Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk.